This is the Gambling Gauchos. Welcome to the Gambling Gauchos. I am Rob Rohees, Kyle Jacobson. We are prepared for you to listen to our Twitter spaces if you missed it. It's a live reaction to the unprecedented $200 million announcement and investment into the Texas Tech football program. The South End Zone renovations and the football facility renderings that were shared Monday, July 11th. We live reacted that night on Twitter. The following is a unfiltered look through the eyes of the fan. Some fans definitely unfiltered. We want to give a quick shout out and thanks to our sponsors, Cardinals Sports Center, Rahino Barbecue, Diversified Lenders, Barnett Howard and Williams, and last but not least, Code Ninjas. Thank you for everything you do. And also a special shout out to the Lubbock Matadors who just completed their season. Without further ado, here is the live Twitter spaces recorded for you. Please rate and subscribe. Y'all feel free to request to speak if you've got any thoughts on the renderings that were released today or questions, uh, commentary on The Bachelorette, which I've been uh, half watching, I guess. Uh, mostly just want to see if Kirk Bryant gets a rose or not, if he survives till the second episode. Looks like Jesse Palmer's coming out right now with the first impression roses. Based on the lack of screen time to this point, I'm going to say he does not get one of the first impression roses. Rob, how's it going? I have no idea what a first impression rose is, but I am watching The Bachelorette. It's uh, it's all in the name. I guess two guys get a rose like after knowing these women for 15 minutes. And I guess it's Mario and Dino, or whatever his name is. Yeah. Maybe you're right. Um, do you want to talk about Not The Bachelorette? I would love to talk about Not The Bachelorette. Okay. Uh, these chickens. This little guy has chickens. Sorry. <laughs> they all have a gimmick. It's horrible. It's so bad. Yeah. I feel like you could actually make the second round of this just by not being a total embarrassment. Oh, surely. Sure. Like, but that's like with every game like this, like reality game show game. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, they're all just trying to be influencers. So, um, Rob, instant reaction to the renderings that were released today. $200 million for the South End Zone and the football training facility. What did you think? Yeah, it was uh, on air today, KKM.com, weekdays, 11 to 1. And I was throwing out numbers like, oh, man, they're going to announce like $100 million, and that would be crazy, but that's what you could do with $100 million. And then they announced $200 million. So it's even bigger than I thought it would be. I thought it was going to be big. Uh, the renderings leaked this afternoon, but it, even the other angles make it look even better. Um, I don't think the sky bridge is as big of a deal as you want it to be, Kyle, but it is there. It and is the-, uh, the suites, the, the coaches' offices, it, it, it all looks first class. I mean, it, not even close to what it was before. And I was beginning to worry about you know the south end zone even being completed. In my lifetime, it, it for a while it just seemed like okay, we're good. Like let's just leave it. We did enough. We look okay. Uh, but Texas Tech athletics is they've they've settled for a long time, but it doesn't feel like they're settling anymore with anything really. I agree. Uh, I've got my own thoughts. We'll get to that, but I want to uh, let Tyson in first and see what he thinks. 
He requested earlier when we were talking bachelorette. So I don't know if Tyson wants to talk facilities or bachelorette. But what do you got? No, Tyson? I got nothing on bachelorette. But uh, just just pumped for the renderings, pumped for the announcement. Want to say thanks to all the donors. I, I think I see some of them on this space. So thanks to everybody that made this happen. And uh, guns up, wreck them. Let's get to football season. Yeah, absolutely agreed. I mean, huge um, gratitude and thanks owed to the folks that made this possible. Um, you know, without my contributions, I think it would have only been a $199.99 million investment. So uh, not trying to pat myself on the back too much there. But um, yeah, definitely some people invested in the well-being of Texas Tech Athletics long term and uh, appreciate their support. Might need to add, add a couple more nines there. Go. Yeah, point nine 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 nine. Um so I've got a couple of thoughts. You know, th- the first thing I thought of when when they said that this would be the largest contiguous football facility, when you count the football stadium and since it's connected to the football training facility, largest in the country. And I thought back to um actually a letter that the first president of Texas Tech University, President Horn, wrote to the student body uh pretty much a hundred years ago, almost uh to the exact year. And talking about the vision for Texas Tech and West Texas and that this university, everything that is done on these widespread planes ought to be done out of a spirit of bigness that matches the the vast horizons of our area. And uh, certainly I think that vision was matched with this investment and uh, they didn't settle at all. I mean, it sounds like they did their research. They went around and looked at the Alabamas, Clemsons, Oregons of the world, did their homework and wanted to bring the very best to Lubbock went all the way down to the team entering in the middle of the stadium. Uh, it just makes the mass rider tradition, which is one of the greatest in sports, uh, even better. And you talk about it being the biggest continuous, uh, continuous facility all the way through. You talk about like nicest, best, those kind of adjectives. It doesn't really mean anything, but if you're the biggest, like that's, you can look up the square footage and that can be, you know, accurately displayed. So it's, it's, it's just not overwhelming, but pretty close to it for what we thought it would be and what it's looking like. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you have, and I think we'll also be blown away at how great it is once it's actually built versus, you know, I don't think the pictures can really do it justice. Um, yeah, at least a project on this magnitude. And so, um, but you know, it, on the other hand though, it, uh, it shouldn't be surprising because we've seen, the investment, you know, the indoor track facility is probably right up there with the best in the country. The basketball facilities that um, the Texas Tech has invested in also among the best in the Big 12 and in the entire country. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people want to see the same type of investment at Dan Law Field. But, um, you know, to that to that extent, it shouldn't be a, a surprise that we're willing to make that kind of investment in football. Um, and it's crazy. You know, we're coming off a decade where the on-field results are not what anybody wants them to be and, um, you know, still have this huge renovation coming. And you look at how well Joey McGuire has recruited, even without this facility completed yet and without the results on the field, it, it gets my mind racing. Like how high is our ceiling as a program? If, if all that comes together, like once these facilities materialize and hopefully coach McGuire is as good on the field as we think he will be, and, you know, can the recruiting pick up even more steam? And Like, how good can you get? How high can you fly, so to speak? So, it, you know, I think that this vision and this investment 
um, just raises your ceiling when you're thinking about it in those terms. Certainly. And most days I would tamper your expectations, Kyle, but I don't want to tonight. It's a special evening for Texas Tech. Uh, The biggest probably as far as announcements go since like, I mean, money wise, for sure, the biggest $200 million is incredible. Um, And I, I believe when we talked to Cody, he said all the money was in, but I believe today uh, Gio and, and Kirby said uh, they have the the beginning amount in, and obviously the, uh, what was it, 25 and 20 from uh, Dustin and Cody. So exciting times, and I want to know more about the, the concourse. Kirby was talking about new concessions, new gates, and I'm sure we'll learn more as we go along, but um, exciting. And right after Thanksgiving, I guess they're going to start demolition. So, yeah, uh, again, if anybody wants to chime in with thoughts or questions or anything like that, feel free to request to speak and we'll get to anyone who, uh, anyone who requests, um, how cool would it be, Rob, if you beat OU last game of the season and then like the next day break ground on this historic facility, that'd be, that'd be a nice little storyline. If you broke some kind of record or, or beat Oklahoma to finish the season, you were, I don't know, to get into the Big 12 championship game or something, you wouldn't need to demolish the stands in the south end zone. They would just be ripped up old school <laughs> like uh, the A&M days. Yeah, the students might uh, they would help their the demoli- construction crew. The, demoli- the demolition beforehand. Yeah, they'll just do it themselves. <laughs> if Oklahoma's ranked, yeah, you're, you're ter- tearing the goalpost down like it's 1999 again, and it's going to be amazing. Yeah, um, I've seen some reaction across the Big 12 uh, and with our, our new incoming Big 12 members. You know, I've seen some BYU Twitter accounts, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, um, all kind of taking notice. So, I mean, this is already sort of making waves, not just among uh, Texas Tech circles, but I think our peers across the conference uh, realize that, and, you know, look, facilities has been an arms race across college football for years, but I think they all – definitely took notice today and, and understand that we're going to be competitive with the very best um, in terms of facilities. Yeah, absolutely. And again, we've talked about it. We talk about it all the time, but the on-field product as well. Uh, but I think just the commitment has already helped recruiting. I mean, you had a serious commitment in the off season when you hired Joey McGuire and the commitment to the recruiting staff, the recruiting budget, uh, the social media in the last three years has has seen a huge commitment to it. So, yeah, I think I think there's commitment all around, and now it's time to show it on the field. And if you can if you can you know be in a bowl game, and there's construction, and you're recruiting at a high level, I mean the momentum that this season can build it's it's not make or break, but it surely is pivotal. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean. You, you think about stringing success, um, you know, even if it is stacking a six and success. six, do what? Stack, stacking success. Yeah, we're stringing it together. Either one works. I don't have to use the same cliche everybody Wells else quote, does, yeah. do I? Yeah. No. Oh, is that a Wells quote? <laughs> yeah, that was a Wells quote. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I mean, you stack success if you win two bowl games in a row, like you said, and you uh, you recruit like McGuire has been, and then you've got the facilities coming. I think that's how you um, stack success, sustain success, however you want to <laughs> phrase it. Um, 
What did you think about the double T scoreboard? It's not, I, I think this is a little bit of a misconception. People are saying that it is remaining. Um, yes and no. There will be a double T scoreboard, but it's not the current one. So it's, it's being replaced with another double T scoreboard. Yeah, I, I like it fine. I uh, love the double T. I uh, love the classic double T. If, if I was shelling out cash, right, which I'm not, or in the planning room, like, what about, like, uh, a Jumbotron double T up there so you can put whatever you want on it? I think it's old school scoreboard as well, but I think that'd be cool, too. Yeah, I don't really, um, I'm not Who sure knows? I'm with you on, on that vision, but uh, let's no? get to... You can uh, make I, it look I, 3D, you can make it look uh, classic, whatever you want. Yeah, I just can't see it. Uh, I, I did think that there was a chance when the when the social media content team was teasing the announcement earlier today, and they had the old school double T scoreboard and they had the old school 1970s era uniforms. I was like, I wonder if part of the announcement is a rebrand and like an announcement that we're going back to the old double T, and that didn't quite formulate. But I think um, if that announcement comes, it'll come in 2024. Isn't that when the? Isn't that when it's expected to be finished? Maybe. I, I don't know. I guess it makes sense for McGuire to have new uniforms, though, as the first-year head coach. Yeah, I think hopefully they are due for new uniforms soon. And I, I would like to see the classic double T. Uh, we've got Rusty requesting to speak. Rusty, I think you should be good to go if you want to unmute and give us your thoughts. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. We're good. How are you? How are you? Uh, nice to speak to y'all. Uh been following you guys for a long time. Anyways, uh, I like that they have the old WT. Um, I know that they, they couldn't put the original one because apparently that one was full of concrete, right? And rebar. Uh, yeah. So that, that probably wouldn't work on top of like all that new stuff and all those fancy people underneath. Um, so yeah, I, I'm liking the new stuff. Um, I don't know if that we need more of like people like not sitting in, you know, those fancy little chairs. Cause I mean, we had that on the North end zone and nobody's buying those. I mean, maybe they're buying them, but they're not sitting in them. So, uh, I'm worried that like, maybe we should put in more like students, you know, and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm just curious. So what y'all think about that and I'll hang up and listen. Yeah. Um, first off, you're right about the old double T scoreboard. Uh, it was filled with concrete. And my understanding is it was going to be extremely difficult to move. And the options were kind of either keep it in place or uh, completely remove it. I think it also had a bunch of electrical issues. Like anytime it rained, I think they had to redo the electrical wiring. Um, and yeah, as far as the seating, I'm curious, you know, obviously the going band and the student section is in the south end zone currently. I wonder if it'll still be uh, those groups, you know, it, it didn't look to me from the renderings like the seating capacity changed that much, but I haven't seen anything definitive on that. So I'm curious if this means there's any kind of reorganization of the, the band or the saddle tramps or the student section. Um, we'll see. I thought that there was a good response to the loge seating in the North end zone. Um, I think I remember reading about that several years ago, but um, I don't know. I don't know if those are selling as well. Some of the other seats, but it did sound like they did take into account the feedback from some of the fans. So, I mean, hopefully they took all that into consideration. I'm sure they did. 
uh, before finalizing this. But uh, Rob, I kind of hogged the response there. What do you think? Yeah, I'm just going off the the renderings. It does look like the lower bowl's extended. Uh, but again, I can't tell if that's just the south end zone expanding to the lower bowl that's already there or if there's more lower bowl being built. Uh, but either way, um, I saw a lot of people earlier in the day talking about expanding the stadium to like 70 or 75,000. If anything, I would rather go back to 56 uh, and sell out more often. I, I know that's probably not good for the bottom line. If you want to oh, sell more tickets, you're not going to cut 10,000 seats. But I think uh, having a, a packed stadium, especially just how it is nationally where ticket sales are up and down, uh, create the demand and you'll be sold out and you can put a bunch of sold out for five straight year banners uh, when Joey gets going. Yeah, I think that certainly is a trend nationally, even for programs that are winning. I mean, you look at Boone Pickens Stadium, which I think you're sort of trying to emulate in a lot of ways because that's an incredible facility. Um, and that's a program that's won 10-plus games a whole lot over the last decade, and they've even reduced their seating capacity a little bit. Um, you know, I think Nick Saban in recent years has even complained about you know their student section not being completely bought in for all four quarters. So, yeah, I would hate to see – a a huge expansion of seating if there's not demand for that um I'd, I'd rather i'm with you i'd rather it be full whether that's 55 58 or 61 um but like i said i mean i guess we'll wait for details but it didn't appear to me that the seating changed a whole lot based on the renderings did you have something else there rusty uh yes sir so like when you're talking about that though i mean t-boone like they're stacked on top of each other, right? So, like, you see a lot of, like, a lot of um, injuries because they're literally right on the field, correct? Like, if they run, like, two inches past the goal line, they're hitting the wall and they're hitting, like, like the student section. Yeah, it's like probably the narrowest yeah. sideline, and, and so like when when you want to talk about like being loud and stuff. I mean, yeah, we could do that, but we'd have to change the entire facility to do that. You know, like and A and M too. Like they're they're stacked on top of each other. You know, like well, I don't think anybody's saying that. I I mean, if you close in the bowl and you you build a straight up wall, basically where the suites are. That's going to be louder. So yeah. I, don't, I don't think you have to do anything to the sideline or get the anyone closer. And you're not going to do anything to the east or west side. It's just going to be the south side. And I don't think they're not going to put them on top of the field. I think it'll be about where it is just reimagined. Okay. No, I'm feeling you on that, I guess, maybe a little bit. Um, so also, uh, again, I got to ask you guys, um, what do you all think about those two um, – jumbotrons um from the renderings they don't look very big compared to like the actual structure that they're you know they're doing uh i don't know what do y'all think yeah i uh, i've seen similar designs um across the big 12 like i think kansas state if i'm not mistaken i don't think they have a primary jumbotron like you do like a huge video board um, I think they've got pretty much all four corners, sort of the smaller video screens like you saw in the renderings. 
And so I think if those were the only video screens, I would be a little concerned. But since you have the giant Jumbotron on the north end, I think that smaller video screens on that end is a good complement. Um, it also, I think, kind of mirrors the new video board setup in the USA you know, that they did maybe three or four years ago. Um, put the new uh, large video screen in the center of the court, and then they've got smaller video screens. Or I don't even know if they played video. It might just be like stats and uh, players' names, things like that, in the four corners of the arena. So I, it, it reminded me of K-State football and Texas Tech basketball when I first saw it. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's more Jumbotrons, if that's the case elsewhere. Uh, it also looks like there's going to be a ribbon of Jumbotron across um, maybe in between the suites and the coach's office is what it looked like maybe on the rendering. Uh, new sound system too, which Joey talked about the game day atmosphere and being loud. Uh, that's another way you can get loud is the new sound system. So it, it feels like there's going to be some other upgrades as well. Um, maybe even like, I mean, Kirby, I think talked about the amenities and the concessions. I don't know if that's just in that breezeway underneath the arch on the South end, or if that's going to be a revamp concessions throughout the, throughout the Jones, either way. I mean, 2024 is going to be a much better product than 2014. And I think that's a good trajectory for Texas Tech. Rob, I was also asked, um, did, did we get a scheduled completion date on this? I don't, I don't remember Gio or Kirby saying a completion date, but I think Brett McMurphy uh, tweeted that the 2024 season, so I guess it'll be a full season of uh, construction. Yeah, I didn't know if uh, – I know obviously they're going to – it sounds like break ground pretty much right after the OU game, your last home game this season. I didn't know if they'd be able to complete it all by the following August or if it would be done sort of in phases, like do a little bit and then yeah, maybe switch it after the 2023 season. And I wonder if they'll focus on the, the end zone first so you can play all your games and not have to worry about that. It's a couple people in here would know better than us if they want to uh, chime in, they can. But, yeah. I, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, certainly welcome that if they uh, if they would like to. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, was there a, a retail component announced? I know they've been talking about the South End Zone for years, and you know maybe putting like a hotel suite or a restaurant up there. Was any of that announced today? Uh, not that I saw. No. Okay. I didn't see anything either. Um, we do have a couple more requests. Let's get to M Carol nineteen first, and then we'll do Carson after that. Hey, what's up, guys? Can y'all hear me? Got you. Yes, sir. We got you. Hey, long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, about stadium upgrades, this might be a tangent. Uh, I went to an Auburn game this past season. I hadn't been to a college football game in a couple years, and they redid their lighting system so they could turn off the lights, turn them on, change colors, and it created an awesome atmosphere in between stoppage of play. Is that something we want to see moving forward? Want to see? Yes, they did that at Dan Law, So I wonder, I wonder if that is something that's on the table for Jones. It it would be awesome, and I I bet it would be used more for football than it was uh, during baseball season. I don't I don't know that it was used during baseball season. The only reason I know they had it is because before the season they put out that video uh, where everything was red with the lights. 
Yeah, and I think they could also, if they wanted to, you know, like, I know you've seen pictures of this when they light up the scoreboard solid red or something like that, and it illuminates the whole stadium. You know, if they wanted to use that for effects, um, might be kind of a similar look without redoing all the actual stadium lighting. Yeah, you have to have night games to do that. <clears throat> yeah, I remember right. driving by the Jones when they had it lit up all red and was one of the most intimidating things to look at. And having that go during a game and seeing the orange in Auburn would be incredible. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, that'd be a cool thing to do. Like on a, I know on like key third downs, you know, they pump a lot of music in to get the crowd into it. Um, same deal. Like if it was just flashing red, I, I don't know how much you're allowed to do like during obviously not a live ball, but like pre-snap or something. Um, I know, again, I'm just going to compare it to Oklahoma state. I think they've done some similar stuff with, uh, like, like you're describing with Auburn doing a, a large orange screen and, uh, pumping that into the stadium. So yeah, I'll be curious if that plays a role. Um, and I think with the, with the height of the south end zone construction, once they finish that, I think it would sort of like bottle in the lighting better and would sort of like help illuminate the entire stadium, bright red or whatever color they were uh, using on the big video board. To um, take that effect, though, you have to turn off the lights or else it's just a red screen, which is why you have to update all the lights to do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because you can't just turn off those stadium lights as they are now, I don't think, and turn them right back on. No, I think there's probably some warm-up and cool-down time associated with that. But I'm not a lighting expert, so I don't know. Um, Carson, I think you're next. If you want to unmute, you can. Yeah, for sure, guys. Uh, love your show. Uh, quick question. So me and some other students, we were kind of, like, first off, we're super grateful for, like, that they're investing in a football program like this. But I know that some other students and I, we were kind of hoping that they may get some dome coverage over the field. I don't know if that's too ambitious, but just to help with the fact of how hot some of the uh, morning and um, afternoon games get. And we just thought that would add to the, um, like the vibe of the field. What, what are your guys' thoughts on that? And of course we are like, I'm very happy that they are investing into the program. Yeah. I think if I'm not mistaken, there's not a single FBS on campus dome football stadium. I know Syracuse has one. I don't believe it's on campus. I think North Dakota State has one, but they're not FBS. Um, all that to say, it's it would be incredibly rare, and I think an entire you know uh, undertaking to install a dome over the existing stadium or something like that. Maybe what they could your, put some sort of shape. Yeah, you know, that's like kind of what the, I was going at too. Is yeah, you know, the dome I, that'd be quite the undertake, but something like I guess Baylor's McClan uh, Stadium how they have it set yeah. up to where um, just depending on the sun, of course, it's covering the home team, the home side, and then also kind of the half, kind of half of the field just to provide some shade when it does get so hot. I don't think they will um, mess with the, the architecture. I think it looks so good right now. Jones does. I don't think they're going to do anything to hang off. Maybe inside. I don't know. I guess my main comment there would be it sucks at 3 p.m. to be out in the bleachers, but students, people on the east side, you just have to suck it up, man. <laughs> because yeah, we vote for it. It's not going to go to an awning. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you, guys.
Yeah, I feel like that's part of the brand of being an East Sider. You know, it's it's West Texas tough, and yeah, that two thirty kickoff uh, Labor Day weekend is going to suck, but it's all part of it. And at least they have beer in the stadium now, so you can go get a, a nice cold beer. That wasn't always the case until a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, I know. I know that's something also that people are clamoring for with any baseball renovations if they want more shade structures. Because same deal, you know, you show up for the the regional in Lubbock in June, and it can be it can be really tough. For sure. Hey, Bachelor update. It looks like the Magician and the Twins are going home. Uh, Kirk may be safe for another week. We'll see. I'm not really watching. I'm just kind of watching halfway. Yeah, I'm uh, taking my bagel bites out of the oven, so I've, I've missed the Bachelorette developments. Somebody knows who got the rose. We can uh, update the people. Uh, anybody else want to jump in? You can. Probably be on here for a couple more minutes. Kyle, is there anything you, like, want to see? Also, did you say bagel bites? <laughs> uh, I did say bagel bites, yeah. Um, is there anything you didn't hear about today that you want to see for sure? Oh, let me think. I, I, I don't know what it would be specifically, but, you know, obviously a huge part of this is the recruiting. And I don't know what other programs have in terms of their football training facilities. I'm sure, you know, there's a an academic tutoring component. There's a weight room component. There's a, a meals and, you know, cafeteria component. So I don't know exactly. I would have to do a little bit of homework on this to know what other programs have. But I want you to be top tier with with all that um you know just like your conference peers your peers in the power five and kind of or, or even be you know a level higher since you're newer and like i said this is an arms race and so if you don't invest every five or ten years you, you're probably behind so i want us to have some like elite stuff that that stands out in that respect all right preston you got some thoughts man kyle and rob thanks for allowing me to speak, man. Love what you guys do. Um, w- one of the biggest things going on right now, obviously, is this realignment stuff. And I'm just curious on your thoughts. How does this help us at all or any in the realignment? Man, that's a loaded question. It, it helps, certainly. If you're going to make a commitment of $200 million to a football facility and stadium you're, you know, announcing to the world, I don't know if that's to the SEC or to the Big Ten, that you're serious as a program and you want to compete at the highest level. Um, In the short term, I just don't know where realignment is at this venture. Uh, Because you have the 2024 Pac-12 TV negotiations, you have the 2026 playoff negotiations, and then you have the the kind of the fallout in between because you still need to get rid of Oklahoma and Texas out of the Big 12. Uh, there's other rumors floating around about expansion in other ways. But I think just on the macro level, it helps a hell of a lot to announce a $200 million facility and kind of say, hey, we're taking this seriously. Um, we're Texas Tech and we have money now. Yeah, I agree. I think it just helps with the perception and the brand image which is incredibly important because you know, that's obviously what's driving a lot of these decisions. Um, UCLA, yeah, they're in a big market. They haven't been good at football in forever, but they have that brand weight, which is why they're attractive enough to join the Big Ten. And so 
if we've learned anything about realignment, it's that it's always ongoing. You know, it's every decade or so now it reshuffles the deck and you want to be, you want to have a product on the field, but you want a strong fan base. You want strong facilities, strong academics so that you're in a good position whenever the music stops every round of realignment. So yeah, I think this helps with the brand image and the perception of Texas Tech's program. And I do think it'll be a catalyst for further, um, gains in recruiting and on-field results, which is obvious, obviously also a big um, big deal in the realignment discussion. So I think it can only help you. Um, obviously, you got to wait till this gets constructed to kind of uh, to, to be able to realize some of the benefits of it. But I think it's a good thing for realignment. Hey, can I jump in real quick? Yeah, what's up, Rusty? All right, man. Just with the realignment stuff, I mean, just going like looking at like Miami, you know, like, they're the ones that are always crying constantly about realignment and stuff like that. And they're stuck in the ACC, right? They're doing nothing with their stuff. and they're. But they always tell everybody, they're like, well, why would you ever want to be, like, in a Texas, to, you know, be in Lubbock, Texas? Well, I mean, look at our facilities. They have to drive an hour and a half to get to their football stadium. You know, in traffic, like this is where you want to be. This is like the greatest place you want to be. And so what I'm thinking here, sitting here in Terrytown, Austin, Texas right now in hate country, because everybody hates me over here because I wear nothing but red, red and black. <laughs> and they they all hate me. I uh, got a big red and black flag on my house. Um that we all need to just come together and, like, especially for this season, like, get behind coach. And I don't know. That's going to be my last thing that I'm going to say on this. But, oh, man, I'm I'm so pumped. I don't know about y'all, but I'm pumped. Me too. Um, I can't see the full. Maybe that's a simp. Simp. Yeah, it's, the, it's the, the brand is my name. That's okay. What's up, fellas? Um, just wanted to say I love those two bell towers on the side of the thing. Uh, I feel like that's very uniquely Texas Tech. And, like, it looks so much better than the renderings that I feel like I saw, like, a couple years ago that were just, like, a wall of, like, glass windows. It, like, all looks very uniquely Texas Tech. And I want to hear those bad boys bellowing out on, like, important downs that's what i want to hear out of that um and then also a uh, side note on that 200 million dollar donation thing is like or i guess gift whatever it is that lets so many people that had no idea that we had it like that know that we got it like that that's so fucking cool and again thanks to all the donors yeah Actually, I, don't, so, I don't think you're in for 200 right now but that's the goal and i think you're you're well on your way. To You're close it. enough to break ground, obviously. Um, and yet, to your second point, I'm sick of people saying that we're going to be left in the dust in the NIL environment. I don't know where they're getting that from. I mean, we have a huge alumni base. <clears throat> Even if people aren't dropping like million-dollar checks or something, if everybody gave 20 bucks, 50 bucks to the Matador Club every month, every quarter, whatever it is, just the sheer volume of our alumni, we could be a huge player in the NIL space. And that's not even taking into account 
you know, extremely wealthy donors and people like that. Um, but yeah, I'm with you as well on the on the Victory Bell Towers. I love that they kept the Spanish Renaissance style architecture that's all across the rest of campus. Um, you know, I would have been a little bit disappointed if they went a different direction and it didn't match like that. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on both points. Um, we got a couple other speakers. Uh, yeah, let's Chase. do Chase first, yeah. and then Alex, and then I'll have. Hey guys. Uh, so like seven hours in on this Lego set of uh, James AT and T Stadium. Uh, Classic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Parlay Picadors know what's up. Uh, so I was curious what your take on when the next Lego set would come out of Jones A&T Stadium so I have something else to do before football season. So I, that's all I have to say. Yeah, you're going to have to get an expansion pack. Um, is the stadium going to be ready in time for in NCAA 2024? Uh, I hope. Uh, this my, my, my Lego stadium, I think I've got that. Uh, this new one? I'm gonna I'm gonna text some folks. I'll let you know. I think I think we'll be ready by 2024. Is what I've been told. Because that'd be cool. Whenever that video game drops again, I want our throwback uniforms on there, and I want the stadium to be up to date. Those are important factors to me when I'm playing NCAA 24. Yeah, that would be great. I need a. I think I need to get a PS5 though. I don't have one of those. Yeah, I, I, I'm still balling on the uh, Xbox 360. <laughs> So I'll need Fresh to upgrade to whenever that game comes out. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mr. Root, you're next in line. What's up, man? There we go. Mike is on. I was just running the calculations on uh, the tortilla calculations. And if you go, if you buy, you know, enough tortillas with that $200 million, that'll get you all the way to the moon. If you get those big ass 12 inch tortillas. So I think that means that we can colonize the moon with tortillas. And the moon that is West Texas. The moon is West Texas. Exactly. I think that's in the, the next round of Big 12 realignment. After you get the, the Pac 10 schools that you want, then we're going to go for the moon. Yeah. That, that's all that I had. Thanks, man. Great point. Oh, hey, what's up, man? What is up? What is up? Man, I've just got to say <laughs> that I am so stinking proud that our fan base, we've been fractured for so stinking long. It's been so frustrating. And I feel like we are back. We're moving in the same stinking direction for the first time, I, I guess, since Leach got fired, to be honest with you. And it is so amazing. And I agree. I, I forgot who said it. And maybe it was, was it Kyle? But man, if just every fan would just give, even if it's five bucks to the Matador Club, like the power of our sheer numbers is, is freaking amazing because we're all moving in the same direction. We're all excited for, you know, baseball and basketball and now football. We are stinking excited for football, and I'm so <laughs> I am over the stinking moon that that we can do that. That we're, that we're we don't have to fight over firing Cliff, firing Wells, firing Tuberville. Like, can we we can just get behind Julie McGuire and let's go kick some stinking ass. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Hefe, did you find the 
the code yet for those TCU tickets in Fort Worth? No, there's no, there's no, you have to do a two pack. You, it's a two game deal. Mm. So you have to buy two games. Just to, that's, and that's, that's the second part. The freaking Texas fan bases are, I mean, the other schools, they are scared to death of our freaking fan base because we know we're, we're going to take their stadium over. And they're doing all this tricky stuff to prevent it. It's the funniest thing. Like, be stinking proud to be a fucking Texas Tech Red Raider. Like, be proud. Puff your chest out. I'm with you, man. And you're right about the fan base being unified and what we can do when we're unified. I mean, we're unified during basketball season. You know, our fan base contributed to the 2004 Holiday Bowl attendance record, 2008 Cotton Bowl attendance record. And, uh, yeah, take over our opponent's stadiums all the time. That's part of the brand now. So you get everybody pulling in the, in the same direction, whether it's Matador Club or filling up the Jones, whatever it is. I think we're a sleeping giant, man. So I'm with you. I'm pumped. Hashtag building a monster. All right, last call for uh, anybody else who wants to join in, having a good time tonight. Hey, I got, I got one more thing, Rob. We'll have a full Bachelor recap tomorrow from Kyle. What's up, Kyle? I just got a text from a, uh, a former Texas Tech basketball player who's in the spaces tonight, and he says, I'm, he says, what are you eating? I'm curious. And so I guess he wasn't here earlier when I told everybody I was eating bagel bites, but uh, now he knows. You didn't let those cool off at all either. You just went straight from the oven to, uh, to eat. That's pretty tough. That's, that's West Texas tough for you. West that's how Texas is tough, eating. yeah. The roof of your mouth is supposed to be scorched. You also said oven. Uh, high praise to get them in the oven and not the microwave. There's nothing worse than a microwaved bagel bite. Yeah, if you microwave it, it's not crispy enough. It's like a soggy bagel bite. And nobody likes soggy bagels. <laughs> All right, I got another text while we're on the spaces. Okay. Quote, straight from the oven, straight from the oven needs to be a new segment so we can do like our hottest takes straight from the oven. Okay. <laughs> That's all oh, I got. Oh, straight from the oven. Texas Tech facilities are the best of the nation. How about that? Yeah. How about that? Cool, man. Well, uh, thank you everybody for joining us. Really exciting night. Not just because we've got an assistant coach on the Bachelorette. Uh, huge investment in uh, in Texas Tech's facilities and in their future as a football program. So uh, we'll catch you all next time, I guess. Uh, if you don't already, subscribe on Apple or Spotify. Most of you all, I guess, probably follow us here on Twitter or on Instagram as well. Appreciate y'all tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time. Love y'all.